Koketso Sachane on SAFM. At 19 minutes past eight, it is the viewpoint on SAFM Koketso in for Songezo Mabek. Just before that break, the sounds of the flow assist and the song stress that is flow a tree at least. And, uh, ooh, yeah, no, took a person couple of years back with getting late there but we're not late for this very important conversation we do know that access to adequate efficient safe gynecological care is a challenge in the country in general but even more so for those of us who are living in remote and resource constrained con- communities. There is, however, a solution, uh, thanks to uh, Vessel or Edmund Vessels, who is a PhD candidate in biomedical engineering at the University of Cape Town. And Edmund Vessels joins us now on the line. Edmund, thank you very much for making time. Uh, A happy belated or belated Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for the work that you do and for being with us this evening. And thank you very much for having me on the show, Koketso, and Merry Christmas to you too. An important initiative here, and maybe to take a couple of steps back in acknowledging the challenges that come with gynecological care in the country before we get to the solution itself that you've come with. What have you found? Well, Koketso, as you've mentioned, one of the biggest issues we face is that we've got amazing centers for healthcare, but there are few, um, far between. And essentially what we're trying to do is essentially bridge that gap between this excellent care and reaching those far out from rural places so that women don't have to travel those distances anymore to receive the care they need. Mm. And what you've come up with is FlexiGyne. Am I uh, pronouncing it properly? FlexiGyne is what you have come up with. Um, and of course, to acknowledge that this device was co-invented with Professor Sudesh uh, Suvarasu as well at UCT. What is uh, this uh, important initiative that is FlexiGyne? FlexiGyne was developed at UCT MedTech, which is a medical device lab aimed at developing devices specifically for the African landscape. And that is what FlexiGyne is. It's what's known as a hysteroscopy system, which is what gynecologists use to treat conditions inside the uterus. And this is essentially a mobile one that lets them take this outside of the operating theater and perform these operations and screenings in their offices, in clinics, essentially where the patient are, instead of the patients having to be traveling far to reach an operating room that is equipped We've developed a mobile handheld system. When you say mobile hand, handheld system, Edmund, ordinarily this this level of, of of care, it would be under general anesthetic, right? Yes, normally it is. It can be performed without, but that depends a lot on the type of equipment used. How does it work? Essentially, it's almost, you can imagine, as a telescopic device that they use to directly view inside the uterine cavity. And normally they use quite rigid uh, systems which cause pain and discomfort to the patients undergoing the procedures. And FlexiGyne is a very small flexible scope with a built-in camera and light source that it's in directly view inside the uterus with minimal discomfort caused to the patient. Hmm. 
and and it's it's importance Edmund in being able to identify whatever um, might be a, a, an issue um, being able to identify any illnesses I mean what are we able to do with this and how would it help essentially it lets specialists treat things such as abnormal causes of bleeding uh, causes of infertility or miscarriages misplaced IUDs there's a whole list of century conditions normally treated with hysteroscopy and it's actually the gold standard for treating these conditions because it lets the gynecologist directly see the problem and at the same time treat it in the same setting they can take samples they can essentially fix the problem using this device um, instead of having to refer them to follow-up procedures sending them down the line or waiting for months to receive this treatment the whole point is to actually let them see and treat the patient where they are that that then raises a question around uh, firstly i mean it is very important and we need such but then at the same time it raises questions around whether we have enough qualified individuals in those um you know remote areas remote clinics where they're able to not only be able to utilize um this device but be able to adequately adequately diagnose whatever might be an issue and that's exactly the issue actually book it so We've seen in other countries that they've actually equipped specialist nurses to be able to perform these procedures. And we've specifically designed FlexiGyne to be a user-friendly device because our goal is to actually allow nurses to be able to perform these procedures themselves and actually use, um, collect the data from the patient and potentially upload this to a cloud system that then a specialist sitting in another part of the country can review and give the diagnosis. Because we understand that in our country, we are currently faced with challenges such as being understaffed when it comes to specialists in particular fields of healthcare. Hmm. We're in conversation with Edmund Vessels, who's a PhD candidate uh, in biomedical engineering at UCT, whom uh, together with uh, co-inventor Professor Sudesh Savarasu um, of uh, UCT's biomedical, biomedical engineering research uh, center came up with this important um, a device that is FlexiGyn, allowing for specialists or individuals, healthcare workers in remote areas being able to um, have the equipment that they need to be able to uh, provide um, adequate gynecological care. The, the, the state of training, uh, Edmund, just to, to stay with uh, what is happening in our rural communities, for example, the healthcare professionals that we have there, what is the current level of the of training or even care that is being provided uh for 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 our mothers for our sisters when it comes to gynecological care in uh for example rural areas okay so i can't speak for the whole country but at least in my experience i've dealt with some amazing gynecologists um this idea originally came from the late dr carol thomas who presented us with this problem of having to be able to perform these procedures in the office in any settings. And since then, we've worked with gynecologists Kruteski at New Somerset Hospital and being based at the University of Cape Town's Health Sciences Campus, I also interact with a lot of the up-and-coming doctors. And I've worked with them and I've learned from them and heard from them what they experience, especially out there in the clinics. And what at least what I know is that you know, some capable hands who are really trying their best. Um, but the big problem is the equipment. You know, we import a lot of our medical devices. And the issue actually is that we need to produce things locally. And the COVID pandemic has shown us this. It doesn't help. We have these amazing 
relatively skilled practitioners, and they lack the equipment to be able to perform the procedures. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here. Mm. Flexigyne, um, as you say, is, is yes, it is designed uh, for the physician in mind, but also for the patient and the patient's experience. I mean, I'm a guy, but I've got, I, I've got um, a, a sense that a just a gynecological visit period can be one of the most um, uncomfortable and in some extent uh, triggering uh, for a woman. How have you made sure that Flexigyne is also um, designed for a more positive uh, experience for the patient as well? You know, I, the truth of, obviously of the matter is that I'm also a guy myself and I don't know exactly what women undergo, but I've done my best to listen to them, listen to the patients, listen to the gynecologists uh, who are women themselves and take the feedback that they have actually learned over the years. We've looked at studies done on thousands of women who took their feedback and looked at the pain that they've experienced and what factors reduce that. And all the all of this is what we've taken into account when designing Flexigyne. Because we know, you know, when it comes to medical devices, it's not just about the user, it's about the patient as well. And how can you improve that experience on their side? Mm -hmm. What happens now? I mean, the, the device itself um, has been uh, tested. Uh, what happens? How do we uh, see it being rolled out? And what has been the response, if any, uh, from our health department, for example? I haven't heard so much yet from our health department. Uh, we're in stages now where we're raising funding towards getting the development and the commercialization to that end goal. When it comes to medical devices, this is quite a long process because you obviously have to make sure that all the safety checks are in place, especially around the quality um, and the regulatory. So that's what we're busy with now, trying to get the funding. But the University of Cape Town's Tech Transfer Office, RCNI, are helping us with this. And in terms of at least getting out there the Africa Prize for Engineering Innovation has done a whole lot on that side. You know, it's getting us the exposure, it's getting people made more aware of the problem that we're trying to address with Flexigyne. Congratulations on that nomination, by the way. I mean, you are like, what, one of 15 up-and-coming African entrepreneurs to be shortlisted for the, for the 2013 Africa Prize for Engineering Innovation. Congratulations, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm incredibly proud. We spent a week in London with our fellow African entrepreneurs. And all I can say is there's such brilliant work being done across Africa. And it, I was just so impressed by it all, you know, seeing that, chatting to the other guys and women about what they're working on. And this nomination has really just been the biggest honor. And I'm so excited for what it's bringing to us. I'm glad that you, you, you mentioned the what what was happening during the COVID nineteen pandemic and the hard lockdown at least and how it got a number of us uh, needing to think about being able to have African solutions uh, being able to um, have the type of inventions that you have uh, put forward and being able to manufacture it here on the continent when meeting up with fellow Africans and what they are doing. Uh, what, what are they doing? What's out there that has impressed you that emerges from the continent? So to tie back a little bit to the COVID pandemic part, um, we worked on the Emergency Medical Devices Task Team at BCT, and we worked with the National Ventilator Project to help reduce some of the ventilators that got sent around the country. And that itself was an amazing opportunity to learn what we're actually capable of doing in South Africa. And since then, we've gotten in touch with innovators across the world, sorry, across Africa specifically, and especially through 
um, through the Africa Prize for Engineering Innovation Program, some of the people are working on such incredible things using the Internet of Things when it comes to agriculture, looking at how to use repurposed batteries for um, producing energy packs for remote homes, you know, tip of the iceberg things. So even going as far as using agricultural waste uh, to produce clean fuel sources for cooking at home. It's just really people who have identified problems that are so unique to South Africa and the rest of Africa and are working on that. You mentioned that um, FlexiGun is quite a journey still. Uh, what do you need? What still needs to happen? <laughs> um, the short answer is money. <laughs> but right. the long answer is um, essentially when it comes to medical devices, the big thing is getting regulatory approval. So in our case, um, it's SAPRA, who's a South African body essentially in charge of approving medical devices for market. And what we're doing now is working closely with some experts in the field, working to essentially establish um, what they call a quality management system, specifically geared to medical devices, and then working towards doing the final testing and development on the device, getting it ready for the final stage of trials to ensure it's safe um, to use on patients. And that's what we're going through now. And the big thing around that is raising funding. So we're going to VCs, looking at grants, essentially just trying to raise the funding we need to achieve those goals. Mm. We, we are in the next few minutes going to be in conversation with the health department on that disaster in, in Boxburg. And I hope that they are listening and are able to yeah. also respond um, adequately and positively to, to this important is- initiative that will be uh, serving the most vulnerable in our society, which is uh, women, black women in particular in the rural areas. Yes. Uh, but congratulations to you, uh, Edmund, and to Professor uh, Sivarasu for the work that you have done. And good luck again um, in, in you're moving forward hopefully you will bag that africa prize for engineering innovation thank you so it's definitely what we're aiming for much appreciated thank you very much to uh, edmund vessels there who is a phd candidate in biomedical engineering at uct talking to us about flexigyne a portable device that is uh, set to assist when it comes to access to efficient and adequate gynecological care, particularly in the rural areas. Good luck with them with that um, uh, innovation award and in raising the funds that will need, that they need, that will hopefully soon uh, see this important uh, device be available in clinics and hospitals throughout the country. Um, And again, like I said, hopefully the Department of Health is listening. It is a viewpoint on SAFM Kogeso in for Songeso Ma Bekte at 26 minutes to the hour of nine. We go back to the sounds of the continent with some Manu Dibango. And up next, we'll get an update on the tragedy that was uh, Boxburg and all that we have been uh, following during the course of yesterday and today. It is a viewpoint on SAFM.